you want to give love to the city, that's a fact. But you're going to need help if you want to make an impact. Well endowed, you want to be well endowed with the Edmonton community. Things really happen when you find that you're well endowed. Hi everyone, welcome to the Well Endowed Podcast. I'm Lisa Pruden. And I'm Andrew Paul. This podcast is brought to you by Edmonton Community Foundation, and we are a proud affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Edmonton is full of generous donors who have created endowment funds at ECF. These funds are carefully stewarded to generate money that supports charities in Edmonton and beyond. On this podcast, we share stories about how these funds help strengthen our community, because it's good to be well endowed. On this episode, we meet poet, musician, and community organizer Ahmed Ali, also known as Nomadic. Nomadic was a recipient of the Edmonton Artists Trust Fund back in 2020. This fund is a collective project between the Edmonton Arts Council and Edmonton Community Foundation. The award recognizes the artist's work and cultural contribution while also providing financial stability for renewal, development, creation, or discovery. Nomadic's community leadership and artistic endeavors have made a big impact on Edmonton. Our correspondent, Amal Mohamud, spoke with Nomadic to find out more about his approach to community engagement through art. Can you please introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Ahmed Ali, but I go by Nomadic. I am a spoken word artist. I am a father, a community member. Um, I'm a multitude of things, but mainly what I like to consider myself as is a contributing community member. Tell me a little bit about yourself. There's a lot, but I try to boil it down to a little. I am a Somali-born Canadian. I am proud to be Canadian. I grew up in Ontario slash Alberta. I started school when I was eight years of age and English was one of the most challenging things to learn because the Somali language is very visual um, in the way they announce stuff. Whereas English is a lot of things like comb where it's spelled a B. You're like, where does that sneak up on? And just um, I, for example, if you see a specific sentence, it was always very challenging for me to learn the English language. But thankfully, my ESL teacher provided me an opportunity to learn it through Maya Angelou and Tupac Shakur. And then I fell in love with theater. And then I started doing stand-up comedy in Toronto for a bit. Uh, I fell in love with the arts. It gave me an avenue to really feel valuable and feel valued. Instead of just working a nine to five or assimilating, I wanted to be different. And so I pursued the arts full-time, still a full-time artist. And uh, I am a father of two beautiful children. So what is the meaning behind your stage name? Nomadic. The meaning behind nomadic is wordplay. It means knowledge-based nomad. Again, identity is very valuable to me, and uh, I am Canadian through and through, but I am also Somali. And so to carry that identity is important for me because Bob Marley says, how do you know where you're going if you do not know where you're coming from? And so for me, nomadic is wordplay. It means knowledge-based nomad because I'm no longer herding animals and harvesting plants. Now I'm herding words and harvesting emotions, and I'm traveling and making a living off of words that are heard. That's the play on the words, right? And so I'm still a nomad, but not in the traditional sense where my father was, going from place to place with livestock. Now I'm going to place to place with emotions and words. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. So tell us how you got started with poetry. It started, I got started with poetry through my ESL teacher. He said, uh, Ahmed, you're very creative. And I'm not sure if he's telling the truth or not, but he said, you're very creative and the way you think is unique. And so he's like, I would encourage you to write. And so I was writing, honestly, back in grade seven, but it wasn't anything of value, but I started writing um, to express myself and to tell people how I felt or how they made me feel about things. 
And so it would be back in grade seven when I started um, writing, but professionally or showing my stuff, probably uh, like after university um, when I was much older. What do you love about poetry? The thing I love about poetry most is that I can be myself. Uh, I think uh, in a world of seven billion people, it is almost a sin to try to be like somebody else or something else. And so with poetry, you can find your own ideas in your own style per se. And so being myself is the most valuable thing to me. And so poetry is one of those avenues where I can do that. And the beauty about poetry is not specific to just poetry events. Poetry is relevant in everything. It's uh, for me personally, it's my day to day. I sit on community boards, but the stuff that I've learned in poetry helps me understand the community work better. And so it's um, understanding the details of life and finding the intricacy and beauty of relationships. And so to me, poetry is that and a whole lot more. At what age did you get started on poetry? I think I was about, give or take, 12 years of age. Um, but I didn't really know it was poetry until I was, give or take, around 2021. 20, That's when I was trying to use braggadocious. I love wordplay. I love double entendres. My father would always say the best form of revenge is success. And so if, if somebody thinks you can't do something, do it better. And so I say shout out to the Maya Angelou and Tupac Shakur diet that made my flow smooth because I no longer have verbal constipations and I effortlessly pass class. So I'm able to take words and shape them into something else. Another example is uh, chicken dudes get barbecued. If you want to meet up, know your life's at stake. And if your friends have beef, they can get their stew. I like that. So I'm saying two separate things, yeah. but in one quick um, way. And that's what I love about poetry. I'm able to say so much in so little and really articulate and define what I want to say, not just speak randomly. Can you give us a little freestyle? Yes, most definitely. <laughs> um, am I looking at you? Am I just you directly? Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> It's like a one-hour personal show here. <laughs> I said, they know me as nomadic, best believer can write. I'm on another level when it comes to the mic. I only raise my children, never fist that don't fight. I grew up in the ghetto with no neighborhood watch, where they used to call us pirates like we needed a patch. But I'm all about the seeds that need to grow in the community. The universe is based on a balance of common unity. And usually, excuse the grammar, you and me, we love to chase the comfort. The easier, the better, but the future is to suffer. The choice is really yours. The key's in your hands, and this world is full of doors. And yes, you can make a difference. Don't give it up so easy if you face any resistance. That's beautiful. Thank you. Can you talk about how poetry is helping you find your identity and roots? So I'm Somali, and in Somalia, it's oral tradition. Everything is spoken. It's written as well, but majority of stories are oral tradition. And so for me, I love storytelling and I love um, perspectives. And so for poetry, it allows me to really share my story because either you speak or somebody speaks for you. Either you tell your story or somebody tells it for you. And the, the fact is our brain is just like a computer. If we forget about a memory, when we try to retrieve it, it's going to be corrupted. It's not going to be accurate. With poetry, it allows me to succinctly put down information, things that I'm feeling, and put it into a time capsule because the poem is not going to change. And so um, it, it's a way of expressing myself. And it also provided me things, lessons in life, like no one is against me. Everyone is for themselves. As long as you can support other folks, then you can achieve it as well. It taught me that there's no piece of the pie. There's a kitchen. Go bake your own stuff, which is from Terry Crews. Art uh, and poetry specifically allowed me to be a better person. Because now I don't look at somebody when they say something negative. I don't look at it as it's against me. I go, but what made them feel that way? What are they going through today? So I analyze it as if it was like a poem. Can you explain the role poetry plays in the Somali culture? 
Inadvertently, it is a way of storytelling and encapsulating a moment and passing it along. So poetry in the Somali context is almost um, a historical, how, how do I put it? It's like an anthology of stories that get passed along. And the cool thing about it is that everybody puts their own input. And that's, again, going back to what I love about poetry is that everybody has their own perspective. And the way that they look at the world is unique. And so in the Somali context, um, it's very visual. So, for example, if you say somebody divorced, they say, Wa is furnet, which means we opened up. So to, to me, that's a poem, right? You're saying you were once closed off, but now you're open. If you're saying run, you say, which literally translates to look to your feet for something, which is beautiful in its sense, right? And so there is poetry in how we speak. And so it's infusing everything that we are. And back in the days where people used to actually go from town to town to compete against each other, it was more relevant. But um, now it's more a form of braggadocious being like, oh, I know this poem from this person who read a long time ago. Is it true that Somalis are known to be the nation of poets? Yes, uh, Somalis are definitely known to be the nation of poets. Uh, there are a lot of fantastic poets currently as well, like Warsan Shire who are fantastic poets and um, definitely known as the nation of poets because even when the colonial times, when the British would come, there were individuals who would be reciting poetry for those folks as if like, get out of here type of poems, not like a welcome type of poem, but it was almost like a, a way to announce an event. And so it was extremely relevant during that time for that reason. I was wondering, um, can you talk about some of the awards that you've won in the past? I'm very bad at this. I apologize. I am Are honestly. You able to show us I can definitely show you. I am. I am very bad at because yeah. you probably relate to this. Our parents were like, "Oh, did you memorize the Quran? No, then I don't care about an award. Did you? Did you? Was it? Is it Islamic? No, and uh, you know." So there are multitude of yeah. um, things that I've done, yeah. but the most valuable award thing that I gotten was the fact that I was uh, flown back to Africa, specifically Sudan, to teach poetry in Khartoum. To me, the fact that we fled Somalia because of war and struggle and to go back to uh, Africa, specifically Sudan, for poetry was the most rewarding thing for me ever. Uh, the awards that mean the most to me are opportunities and experiences because things that you can put on a shelf, they disappear after a while. But the memories, Maya Angelou says best, people won't remember what you said or what you did, but they will always remember how you made them feel. And so for me, it's about the experience. But I'll definitely show you some stuff. Okay. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. Mashallah. You guys watch my track. I made the song. Nice. With yeah, ECS uh, support. That's amazing. How long did it take you to make this? Mm, I'm bad because I always want to fix it. Yeah. And the more I touch it, the worse it gets. <laughs> uh, so uh, quite a while. Yeah. So Somali songs that I've been working on, like Somali style. What uh, kind of music are you into? I would say like honestly like chill-ish, lo-fi type of music, but like, a, like I try to have fun too, you know what I mean? Okay. Do you know who Mr. Rogers is? Oh. I, um, <laughs> I've heard of the name before, but... I um, try to add him to a track. Yeah. Let me see if I can find it. Have you? Yeah, it's him. Check. <laughs> Have you ever had a checkup? 
I first started trying to make music when I was, again, 15 or 16. One thing my parents did is they allowed us technology. They gave us computers right away. Yeah. And they allowed us to learn things. And so yeah. I got a keyboard and stuff yeah. like that to learn early on. Yeah. So I've been working towards art for, like, honestly, like, forever now. Alhamdulillah. So nice. it's... Nice. And these are all the different yeah. um, type of things. So there's one where Layla... A poem for Layla. Aww. Let me see. So it's more like a song poem and everything. Yeah. And you made this when she was born. Yeah, when she was younger. Yeah. She like I have just her voice saying, introducing the poem. It's like introducing a song. I'll show you. Oh, that's so cute. Does she like it? Oh yeah. Layla. <laughs> Like a memory type of thing, you're at work, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, alhamdulillah. Oh, she's gonna she's gonna remember it. Like, that's another thing is art, art, um, yeah. what's that word that I'm looking for? Art puts people into stone, yeah, like it solidifies who they are, you know? Yeah, just gosh, talk come through. So, I see you won plenty of awards lately. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Can you talk about some of the awards that you've won in the past? Um. So there's several here, and um, I, I'm grateful for these, as I was mentioning before, but um, they are almost, uh, as a remembrance now, they don't hold any value further than the people who believed in me to give me these, to say that. Um, the RISE Award, which is from the Edmonton Mennonite Center, which is one of the ones that I value, is because they believed me in the community. And to me, those are the things that matter. The Somali Canadian women and children as well, um, who believed in me and supported me through many things. Top 40 under 40, yeah. which is significant. And Alhamdulillah, this is one thing that makes me proud. In 2011, myself and four other Edmontonians became the Canadian champions of spoken word. Mm -hmm. We went to Toronto and competed against many other poets and won. Alhamdulillah. So that was fantastic. Uh, this is uh, by Councillor Eric Paquette, but it was the Human Rights Award uh, by the John Humphrey Center for Human Rights. They provided me this, and Aaron Paquette, who's our counselor right now, an mm -hmm. um, Indigenous counselor, created this artwork. So it's awesome. To me, it means a lot because it's not just a random award. It's actual art, yeah, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is just uh, not an award necessarily, but supporting yeah. the Black Teachers Association. Yes, I've seen that on social media. Yeah, 100% yeah. have to support them because they're doing great things and highlighting um, yeah. and putting a light to all the community. And that's Layla's first artwork. To me, that's an award. We announced Layla as um, a collaborative poem we were pu publishing in nine months when we found out Ash was pregnant. Yeah. And Alhamdulillah, she was born on the first day of National Poetry Month, which is April. But it's also April Fools. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. And so that's yeah. her first poem that she yeah. wrote. So in, in essence, so Alhamdulillah. Yeah. So and Maya Angelou, um, young and uh, wise. Yeah. Um, my friend Komi uh, yeah. Olaf drew this. Yeah. And it was to commemorate um, how much she's meant in my life and what she's done for me personally. Yeah. That's amazing. So I know you've told me that you met her in the past. Correct. Can you talk about that encounter? Um, so our current poet laureate, Titi Lopez Shinuga, who's a Nigerian poet, civil engineer, fantastic individual, human being. Um, in 2011, she entered a poetry writing competi uh, competition for the Edmonton Journal because Maya Angelou's coming. Yeah. Titi won, and she said, Ahmed, uh, we work closely with each other. I know you value Maya Angelou. Would you like to come and join me? I said yes. Yeah. And so, Alhamdulillah, I got to go. Yeah. It's fantastic. I got to meet her. It was, it, was, it was rewarding. And it was honestly, often you hear about people you value and people you look up to. And sometimes you may not meet that expectations. Yeah. But her words beyond uh, exceeded those expectations. Alhamdulillah.
how, how does it make you feel to win all these awards? Um, I'll be honest and say, okay, because it's, for me, it's good. It's good. Alhamdulillah, I'm grateful for them. Yeah. It, it means that I'm doing something and that people recognize what I'm doing. Um, to me, the what values more is the support system that I get from the communities, um, building relationships with people like the Edmonton Community Foundation, the Arts Council, the Mennonite Center, um, the Smart Canadian Women and Children. Those are the things that I value. And so these are an extension of that. Um, so that's what they mean to me is in essence of being awarded for doing something cool, yeah. but the relationship that I've built by receiving these is what matters to me a lot. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Again, you, you right? You can't leave Edmonton at this point. Oh, no, I am, I am. I honestly, there's no way I'm leaving Edmonton. Edmonton is 100% yeah. um, yeah. home. I, I, see yeah. an, I see an artist's soil is their community. If they're yeah. not growing, they're in the wrong field. Yeah. And so Edmonton is the perfect opportunity to grow, honestly. Yeah. You go to Toronto, you're going to get squashed because people don't want you to succeed. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Out it's here, competitive. There's I still was told open many area. times to go to Toronto or Vancouver because it's more urban. Yeah. Like, no, Edmonton, like, we need stories. We need artists. You know? It's young, right? Yeah. So you still pioneer stuff. And yeah. people like the, the Edmonton Community Foundation, the Arts Council. Yeah. There's opportunities. There's there, opportunities. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah. the fact yeah. that we are here. And we're still growing, like you said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunity. Edmonton is the perfect place to honestly start. It's an amazing place. I don't know had I been in Toronto if I would have been able to achieve what I did. Yeah. Um, right, because Edmonton allows people to contribute. I think there's a thing, a, a line that I like to say, if you want to live in a city, go to Toronto. If you want to yeah. build one, stay in Edmonton. Oh, that's Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I like that mentality. Yeah. It's like yeah. there's still a lot to do here. Yeah, 100%. Whereas you just go live in a city. Tell me about your relation with ECF. So um, the Edmonton Community Foundation is fantastic. I don't have a direct relationship where we're holding hands. I hope we were because they're <laughs> awesome people. Yeah. Um, but they're definitely holding the community's hand, right? Whether it's the Edmonton Arts Council or it's reach many different other organizations. And so I work with those organizations and I've seen what the Community Foundation, the Edmonton Community Foundation has done for them. And uh, more recently, I uh, applied for or got nominated by somebody for the Artist Trust Fund. And I received it, which helped me tremendously. I'm almost finished uh, a children's book that I've been working on and also uh, some music and poetry CD, thanks to the Edmonton Community Foundation. So to me, they are honestly what drives community because I come from a community where we champion each other. We say, find somebody who's taking the lead and support them instead of trying to create something brand new. And that's what the Edmonton Community Foundation is. What do you hope to accomplish in the future? Honestly, um, allow people around me to be themselves and to support my community to be the best that they can be. Um, we are literally made of the same matter as when the universe was created. So there's no point of us chasing um, stars or trying to become a star when we were born a star. I'm not looking for fame. I'm looking for being well off for, the, for my family. But much like the solar system, we have the capacity to either be the sun that provides gravity to hold the community together to provide the sun and the sun's still dangerous it's hot but it still provides light and energy or you can be the black hole that swallows up all the energy that's around you and i choose to be the former which is to provide as much light as possible because it's a reflection of my community the more light within my community the more light within myself and so just trying to make sure if there's an artist who's trying to succeed find avenues for them to succeed um, making sure my children have the best opportunity possible trying to fight um, inequity and racism and uh, this inclusion. I just want people to be the best themselves because this world is a museum and we are the art. And if we're not sharing our identity, we're taken away from the collection. And so I want people to be themselves because that's how we'll become a better society.
Thanks so much to Amal Mohammed for introducing us to Hamid Ali. And thanks to Nomadic for sharing his time with us and letting us know how the Edmonton Artist Trust Fund has helped him as a creator. The Edmonton Artist Trust Fund has invested in more than 100 multimedia, literary, poetry, dance, animation, theater, and visual artists over the past 22 years, contributing more than $800,000 to the arts economy. If you think this award is up your alley, head on over to our show notes for a link on how to apply. This year's deadline is coming up fast on September 1st. We'll also have links to ECF's well-endowed web show and the latest on our blog. And don't forget to check out our other upcoming granting deadlines and funding opportunities. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks for sharing your time with us. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please share it with all the poets, musicians, and community leaders in your life. If you'd like to give us some extra love, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Sharing the show and leaving reviews are the best ways to help new listeners find our show. You can also connect with us on Facebook, where you can share your thoughts and see some pictures. Thanks again for tuning in. We've been your hosts, Andrew Paul. And Lisa Pruden. Until Until next time. The Well-Endowed Podcast is produced by Edmonton Community Foundation. And is an affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. This episode was edited by Lisa Pruden. You can visit our website at thewellendowedpodcast.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at BECF. Our theme music is by Octavo Productions. And as always, don't forget to visit Edmonton Community Foundation at ecfoundation.org. Well endowed.